listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Five things you must believe God for in 2024. If you're a part of this ministry, you've been tracking with us, you know that we have been declaring 2024 is our year of open heavens. And um, we're believing God for open heavens, not just in one area, but in every area of our lives, business, ministries, families, all areas. We're going to experience God's open heavens. And we're going to feel it. We're going to see it. It's going to manifest quickly. But we've set our faith because when you have access to the throne room of God, then you should have an expectation. Earlier today, uh, I was trying to teach on that. We were experiencing all kinds of weird stuff uh, with our internet provider here. But what I was teaching on was three-dimensional faith. And just to quickly give you the rundown, the three dimensions of faith are what you think, what you say, and what you do. What you think, what you say, and what you do. Faith has to affect your thought process. If your thoughts are wrong, if your meditations are wrong, it'll affect your faith. Can't be double-minded. The Bible says that you'll be unstable in all your ways and you'll not receive anything from God. But number two, your thoughts provoke words of faith. Words of faith. Paul wrote to the Corinthians and he said, uh, we have the same spirit of faith as it is written. We believe, therefore we speak. We also believe, therefore we also speak. 2 Corinthians 4.13. So, What you believe, what's in your heart, what's in your mind should affect what you say. I don't say what everybody else says. I say what the Bible says. And so my faith is released by my speaking. And then the third dimension of faith is what you do, the actions you take. I'm not going to jump out of a plane to go skydiving if I don't have faith that my parachute's going to open. I'm not going bungee jumping if I don't have faith that the cord will hold my weight. I won't even sit down in a chair unless I have faith that it will hold my weight, which is far more likely after seven days of fasting. And so uh, what is that? Actions that prove my faith. That's why the Bible says faith without works is dead. James chapter two, faith without works is a dead faith. We have a living faith. We have a living faith. And so we should, if we have access to God's throne room, then we should have a great expectation of what God is going to do for us in 2024, a mighty expectation. And so I want to uh, get get your expectation primed in a certain direction. And I want to give you these five things that I believe every one of us needs to be believing God for in this new year. Five things every one of us needs to be believing God for. The first one I'm going to give you, number one, if you're taking notes, please put it in the comments as well. Number one, we need to believe God for a new hunger in 2024, a brand new hunger. And this is, this is foundational. Let me tell you how powerful and important this is. I've shared this before that Dr. John G. Lake, who was a mighty man of God from the last century, uh, miracle signs, wonders. 
I mean, in a 10-year span, 100,000 documented miracles in Spokane, Washington. Amazing healing miracles. This was the apostle that went to South Africa during the bubonic plague, saw miracles, signs, and wonders. After all that he did, after all that he saw, and after all that he wrote, he said, if I could impart one thing to the body of Christ, to Christians, it would be spiritual hunger. Spiritual hunger. That's John G. Lake. He actually had a message, you can still get it in book form, called Spiritual Hunger. They released a book, it was originally entitled, uh, God Men, Spiritual Hunger, and Other Sermons by John G. Lake. It got retitled because the God Men was too controversial for people. It was. It's now called, I think, just Spiritual Hunger and Other Sermons by John G. Lake. But he has a message on spiritual hunger. And he said the thing that's the driving force or factor is hunger for God and his presence. Spiritual hunger. And so in this brand new year, we need to ask God and believe God for a brand new hunger in the Holy Ghost. And the reason for that, the reason it's so foundational is because hunger drives you. Hunger is a driving force toward the thing you're called to do. You know, when you lose your hunger, you start to get uh, sloppy. You start to get lackadaisical. I always, I laugh because some reason this, when I teach on, on hunger, (laughs) it always makes me think for some reason of the Rocky movies with Sylvester Stallone. And uh, if you've ever seen those movies, you'll know at the beginning of the series, Rocky one, Rocky two, he was very hungry for, to win. He was very hungry to fight, to win, to become the champion. But what ended up happening was as he won and started making money and started getting, he got a nicer house, moved out of the inner city, got a nice car, you know, his wife got nice things. You know, they started getting really, um, you know, wealthy. And then it started to hit him all this, this, um, this softness started to hit him. And as his manager told him, if you remember the manager, Mickey, he told him, you've lost basically the eye of the tiger. And you, you saw what happened is his manager started booking fights for him that were not even hard for him to win because his manager loved him so much. He said, if I booked you against a real fighter, he would destroy you. And I love you too much to see that happen, but you've lost your fire. You've lost the eye of the tiger. So what has happened is that, is that at that point, he had no more hunger to press him forward. He had no more hunger to win. And you finally see uh, it, it climax to the place when he decides in the fourth movie he's going to fight the Russian champion. And he's like, I'm not training like I used to train. I'm, I'm going to go to a whole nother level. And if you remember, he goes out and starts doing wild stuff. He's carrying a log on his back through the snow and just crazy stuff that nobody that's a professional boxer would ever do. But what happened? He was getting his hunger back. He was getting the eye of the tiger back. Had to do the same thing, thing in three and all that. Why? Because if you don't have that hunger that's driving you forward, you get sloppy, you get lazy, you get lackadaisical. And that's what happens to a lot of believers. They throw their life into cruise control and they coast through life. They've got no fire, they've got no hunger, and they're just kind of like so bland. It's like so bland. What, what a, a terrible way to live your Christian life. We need a new hunger, a new fire in 2024. God, give me a new hunger for what? Give me, number one, a new hunger for your word. That's 1A. 
Give me a new hunger for your word. 1A. Give me a new hunger for your spirit and the manifestations of your spirit. 1B. Give me a new hunger for holiness. 1C. And number four, give me a new hunger for souls. 1D. A hunger for your word. A hunger for your spirit. A hunger for holiness. A hunger for souls. Give me a hunger for your people. Give me a hunger for you. A spiritual hunger that drives you forward. Puts a fire in your belly to go and do what God's called you to do. A fire in your belly. Number 1A, a fire for his word. 1B, a fire for his spirit or the manifestations of his spirit. 1C, a fire for holiness. Number, or, or, or D, letter D, a fire for souls. People that are not serving God, that need the gospel. Give me a fire. Give me a hunger, Lord, for your spirit, for your word, for holiness, for souls that are on their way to hell. And make me a firebrand to reach my generation with the power of your spirit. It's going to take people who have a true spiritual hunger that are going to press in. See, because think of it this way. People who are hungry will do what people who are not hungry won't do. Let me say that again. People that are hungry will do what people who are not hungry will not do. I'll give you an example. Even from the, the scripture, what about the prodigal son? He was so desperate. He was so hungry. What did he find? He found himself with the pigs in the pig pen. Even the slop that the pigs were eating started to look good to him. He, he was ready to eat that. He was so hungry. He lost everything. Desperate. That's a desperate hunger. That's the kind of desperate hunger you've got to have. Have you ever seen somebody? I mean, I don't know if you've ever had to do this, if you've ever traveled maybe to another nation, maybe a third world nation to do missions work. And you've seen true poverty. You've seen people that are literally going through trash or going through garbage to find something to eat. There's people in our own nation here. You may see them rummaging through a dumpster, rummaging through trash, rummaging through garbage to find something to eat. What is that? That you'd take something out of the trash to be willing to eat it. That's a desperate hunger, a desperate hunger. They will do. People who are hungry will uh, do what people who are not hungry will not do. People that have that kind of a fire, they will do what others won't do. That's, what the, that's the defining factor of the people of God who have a hunger burning in their spirit. I'm willing to do what others aren't willing to do. Let me tell you, there, there's a hunger driving us right now. Why do you think we've gone seven days with no food in our bellies? That's a true spiritual hunger. There's people that think we're nuts. A lot of people ask me, like, you guys really don't like, you know, people, you know, they heard we were fasting. They thought maybe we were Daniel fasting or just eating, you know, fasting one food or fasting a type of food. I'm like, no, 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 we don't eat for 21 days. You don't eat at all for 20 days? No, we don't eat at all for 21 days. People's eyes get wide. How, how do you even do that? Because people who are hungry will do what people who are not hungry will not do. It drives you to do what other people won't do.
That's why. We, we need to not just hope we get that hungry. We need to pray and ask God to make us that hungry. We need to pray and ask God to make us that hungry. God, give me a new hunger for you. Why? Well, the Bible tells us, you know, Jesus experienced this. That's why he was in 40 days of fasting and prayer. Jesus. And when the devil tried to tempt him to turn stones into bread, what was his reply? No, man shall not live by bread alone, Matthew 4, 4, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Man shall not live by bread alone. I'm hungrier than that. I'm hungry for what my father has for me in the wilderness here. And then you go on to the very next chapter as Jesus is teaching the Sermon on the Mount. And what does he say in the, in the sixth verse? Blessed are they who do hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. One translation, they shall be filled. The hungry people get filled. Hungry people get filled. And I'm telling you, in 2024, we need a new hunger. We're not going to become like those who have grown cold, who've grown weary, who have moved backwards, who are no longer pressing in. That will never be our story in Jesus' name. That'll never be our story. Victory Tribe, we're the hungry ones. We're the starving ones. We're the desperately hungry ones. Why do you think we're fasting and praying 21 days? We're the desperately hungry ones. We're pressing in for the fire of God to see God move like he's never moved in our lives and in our nation. We need to see God shake America. We need to see God shake Canada. We need to see God shake Eastern and Western Europe. We need to see God shake Central and South America. Australia needs to be shaken. Russia needs to be changed. China and the Asian nation, they need to be changed. We need to see the fire of revival hit the earth like it never has. We need to get desperately hungry for God. Desperately hungry. And when we do, it'll change the way that you pray. It'll change the way you read the word. It'll change the way that you witness. It'll change the way that you live. It'll change the way that you give. Everything will shift when you get that kind of hungry desperately hungry and it's not going to happen by accident we need to pray oh lord set us on fire with a brand new hunger for the things of the spirit give me a hunger for your word like i've never had give me a hunger for your spirit and the manifestations of your spirit like i've never had give me a hunger for holiness a hunger for souls like i've never had in the name of Jesus Christ. And God will honor that request. Why? Because number one, not only is it a biblical request, it's his heart, it's his desire for your life that you become more like him, that you don't conform to the image of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And as I taught today, uh, the way you renew your mind, fill it with God's word. It's a cleansing agent. But if people aren't hungry for God's word, they're not gonna read God's word. But we've got to get hungry for God. Number two, second thing we need to believe him for in 2024. Number two, believe him for new revelation. New hunger, number one. New revelation, number two. So why do we need to believe for new revelation? The reason is the more you see in God's word, 
the higher you can fly in the kingdom. The more you see in God's word, the higher you can fly in the kingdom. Even in the Old Testament, why did God say his people were being destroyed? Was it because of the devil attacking? No. It was because they had a lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. What knowledge is important? The knowledge of the revelation of God's word. The more you know about God and his word, the higher you'll fly. The Bible says in John 8, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Can I submit to you that if there's an area in your life where you're not free, it's because you don't have sufficient truth in that area. Woo. Somebody grab that. If there's an area in your life where you're not free, it's because you don't have sufficient truth in that area because you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. I can prove this from scripture. I can prove that this is how faith works from scripture. Faith, I've taught this for years, faith is not general. It is compartmentalized by subject matter. And I'll explain what I mean by that. All faith is not the same. Faith is compartmentalized by subject matter. For example, somebody can have faith to be saved and have no faith to receive healing. Why is that? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So for example, when Paul went to Ephesus, met 12 men, he said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, we've not even heard there is such a thing as the Holy Ghost. So how can you receive something you've never even heard about? How can you have faith for something you've never been taught about? And what if you've been taught the wrong things about it? Any subject, healing, deliverance, prosperity, salvation, forgiveness, whatever it is. What if you've been taught the wrong thing? Then if you've not been taught what's biblical, you don't have faith in that area. So if you don't have faith in that area, you can't receive in that area. So there may be people that have knowledge of Jesus' saving power, and they're saved. But no one's ever preached to them or taught them that they can be healed, that Jesus is also a healer. They teach, well, one day you'll get to heaven, and all these burdens will be lifted off your shoulders, and no, no more sickness, no more pain. No one ever told them they could have it right here on the earth and believe God for it. And so understand, the more truth you obtain from God's word, the higher you can fly. And if you're going to another level under open heavens in 2024, it's time for a new level of revelation of God's word. Something happens when a spirit of, a spirit of wisdom and revelation comes upon you. The eyes of your understanding are enlightened. As Paul prayed for the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 1, something happens. And I'm sure you can look back in your own life and remember the first time or when it turned, the light turned on. And you got a revelation of healing. You got a revelation of financial provision. You got a revelation of uh, the power of God to deliver, to set free, to break the yokes of bondage so that you don't have to live in certain things anymore. You remember, it's like, man, now that I know that, I'm going to take advantage of it. That's my inheritance. I'm taking it in Jesus' name. So there are people, they're strong in some areas and they're weak in other areas. It's not because God wants them to be weak. It's because they don't have sufficient truth, which doesn't produce faith in that area. 
does not produce faith in that area. There was a man Paul was preaching and a man was sitting in the crowd who needed healing. Paul preached for a while. And then the Bible says, and then seeing the man had faith to be healed, he prayed for him. He didn't pray for him until he discerned that now the man's got faith to be healed. Right? And then he prayed for the man. But he didn't pray for him until he hit that point. Faith to be healed. And seeing that the man had faith to be healed, see, preached until there was faith. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. But you know you can actually kickstart that for yourself. You can hear the word of God because you read it. Your own mind. You're sitting there reading the word. As you're reading it, you know, you're hearing it through your inner mind, your inner voice as you read. You're reading to yourself. It's building your faith. You can read it out loud to yourself, build your faith. You can put it on. Uh, sometimes when I'm taking a walk around the neighborhood, I open the Bible app and put the audio book on, the audio Bible. It's just reading scripture to me, and I'm building my faith as I'm walking around the block. Faith comes by hearing. But as we hear, I want you to get this, we're asking God, give us a new revelation of your word this year, a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Now listen, if Paul could pray that for the Ephesian church, we can pray that for us. We're part of the church. Ephesian church was no more special than we are. Same inheritance, same Holy Spirit, same uh, uh, promises. We can stand on those same promises. If Paul prayed it for them, pray it for yourself. Lord, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Hallelujah. Open the eyes of my understanding. Let me know what is the hope of your glorious calling and your inheritance, your riches and your inheritance to the saints. Let me know those things. Let me see that. First time I ever did that, I told you the story. I was like, man, I'm going to start praying these prayers before I read the Bible and see what God will do. And I sat there and my plan was to read John chapters 1 through 10. I had a notebook. I had a pen. But after I prayed that, man, I started reading John chapter 1. And I was going, scribbling note after note after note, things I'd never seen before, never heard before. I looked down at my watch. Over an hour's passed. I didn't even get out of John chapter 1. My goal for an hour was John 1 through 10. What happened? It kicked in. Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of my understanding being enlightened. Pray that over yourself this year. God, give me a new revelation of your word so that I can fly higher. I'll never be in a position where I'm destroyed because I have a lack of knowledge. And there's not even any excuse in this age. We're in the information age. It's not like you got to go travel somewhere to Alexandria and get a scroll of the book of Hebrews. I mean, literally, you've got everything at your fingertips. And you can ask God, Lord, give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Let me see what I've never seen, do what I've never done. Rise to a place that I've never risen to before in 2024. That should be one of the things you're crying out to God for. Number one, give me a new hunger. Number two, give me new revelation of the power of your spirit. Number three. Every one of us need to be praying this. In 2024, Lord, give me a new strength. New strength. This is vital. There's work to be done, which means we need the strength to do it. I want you to put it in the comments section. I will not faint in 2024. And I'm using that term from scripture. Not that you won't pass out. I mean faint as in lose your strength and quit. I will not faint in 2024. Well, that's a scripture from the word, from the book of Isaiah. 
they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. There it is. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Don't read that passage of scripture and think that you're sitting around waiting on God like he missed the bus. He didn't miss the bus. He's not late to an appointment. They that wait, I always think of it like a waiter holding a tray with a towel over his arm. They that wait upon the Lord. What can I get you, Lord? What would you like, Lord? Is there anything else you want, Lord? I'm waiting on God. I'm serving him with gladness. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I'm receiving a renewed strength in 2024. And let me tell you something. I'm already strong as a bull. I'm getting stronger. I'm getting stronger than I've ever been. I'm bull status. I'm going to, I don't know what's a stronger, what's a stronger animal than a bull. I'm going to that level. I'm going to that level. I am Kodiak bear status. <laughs> I'm Kodiak grizzly bear status <laughs> in 2024. Oh, yeah. Getting stronger. Getting stronger. Getting stronger. Getting stronger. I have to start listing like animals from, from like mythology to get stronger than that. I'm getting gorilla status. Jonathan Garcia, gorilla. I still think a bear could take out a gorilla. A Kodiak. Grizzly that's been eating salmon from the time he was born till now. <laughs> Killing machine. Getting stronger. You're getting stronger and stronger and stronger. You're not going, Ben Fole said, a kraken. Release the kraken. I'm getting strong like a kraken in 2024. <laughs> oh, man. New strength. You'll not faint. You'll not lose your strength in 2024. You'll not fizzle out halfway through the year. God is putting a new strength on you. New strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew. Shall renew. I got a new strength. I'll mount up with the wings like an eagle. I'm going to fly at a level nobody else can fly. Those that are of this world, they can't get to that level body of Christ can go there, but the world and their natural strength, they can't get to that level. Mounting up with wings like eagles, flying at the highest levels, flying at the highest levels in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I want you to put it in the comments by faith. I will fly at the highest possible level in 2024. I will fly at the highest possible level level in 2024 in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Woo. Feel like running. I will fly at the highest possible level in 2024. Yes, you will. Yes, you will, Ben Fole. Yes, you will, Jenna Joyner, in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, Aaron. Yes, Dorothy. Come on. Yes, Barbara. That's right, Ed, Vicky, Erica, Daryl. You're going to fly. Chris, Tammy, Jackie, you're going to fly. Come on, Patty. Tracy, Frank, 
I see it. Erica, you're going to fly highest possible level in 2024. The Bible says this in Galatians chapter 6. I want you to read verse 9 with me. Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. You see that? Now you realize why the devil wants you to give up so badly. He doesn't want you to reap from the work you've been putting in. He doesn't want you to reap from the work you've been putting in. Let us not grow weary of doing good. Why not? Because in due season, we're going to reap if we do not give up. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In due season, we'll reap if we do not give up. So don't grow weary. Don't grow weary. Stir yourself up. Don't just ask God for new strength. Do the practical things you can do to run in a new strength. Can I give you some tips? I want to give you some tips to run in a new strength in 2024, the practical things. Now, we're going to pray. We're going to ask the Lord to give us new strength, and that's spiritual strength, and he will. But can I tell you, there's also some practical things we can do to run in a new strength. Number one, on a daily basis, feed yourself a diet of the Word of God. It strengthens you. It is a literal fuel to your spirit, your soul, and your body. All three. I can show you how the spirit affects, or excuse me, how the Word affects all three parts, spirit, soul, and body. Of course, it's spiritual food. That's why Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So spiritual life, that's the, the bread of God's word, affects your spirit. What about your mind? Your mind is affected because this is a cleansing agent that affects your mind. Not only does it build your faith, it cleanses your mind. And then finally, what about your physical body? Does the word of God actually affect your physical body as you read it? Well, let's look at Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 22. This is what the Bible says. My son, be attentive to my words, my words, my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Healing to all their flesh. What is? The words of God. Psalm 107 and verse 20, he sent his word and it healed them, delivered them from all their destruction. So hear this now, hear this, the word of God, feed yourself the word and let it give you strength in your body. Number two, pray in the Holy Ghost more often than you ever have in 2024. Pray in, pray in tongues, pray in the spirit more often than you ever have in 2024, because one of the things that happens as you pray in tongues 1 Corinthians chapter 14, is that you are building yourself up, encouraging yourself, the Bible teaches. That's what it does. You're stirring yourself up. Jude 20, you're building up your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Read the word, pray in the Holy Ghost. What else? Praise God. 
Take time to just praise him. Dance in his presence. Sing in his presence. Praise him at home. Because in his presence is fullness of joy. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. So praise is a direct avenue into strength. Hear me on this. Praise is a direct avenue into strength. The word, praying in the Holy Ghost, praising God. And then finally, can I say this? Guard your mind and don't let people speak into you that always are dragging you down. There are time wasters and energy drainers. This is the year, sever the cord. Time wasters and energy drainers. Locate those people. You know one of the signs that, that that's the kind of person it is? When, they, when, your phone, when you get a text and you see their, their name pop up on the text or the phone starts to ring and you see their, their card on your phone, you're like, ugh, what do they want now? That's a sign to you. That you're not like excited to talk to that person. Like, oh, what are they? Why are they calling me? Why are they texting me? If, if that's how it is, something is up. You may want to relook at that relationship and say, how come I'm sitting here not wanting to ever hear from this person and I'm dreading when they call and I'm dreading when they text me? Why do you have relationships like that? I don't have relationships with people that I dread being around. I don't want, I don't want it. So I just don't do it. Be the same. Sever the cord in 2024. Not allowing it. You know how valuable your time is? You know how valuable your purpose is and your future is? Don't allow it. Don't allow it in Jesus' name. Amen. That's right, Jonathan. We're not casting our pearls before the swine. Stick around, Luke. I'm going to pray at the end. I'm going to pray for everybody, including you. So cut that out. And then finally, let me say this. Take care of the temple of the Holy Spirit. There are people, they run their own bodies into the ground and then they don't have the natural strength to even do what God's called them to do. Take care of the temple of the Holy Spirit in 2024. This body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. This body. You don't have to become a bodybuilder. Just take care of the temple. Sleep properly. Sleep. Give yourself the opportunity to sleep. Get, get outside. Get some fresh air and sunlight and walk around your neighborhood. Take care of the temple. Don't cram yourself so full of sugar that before you're done with your dessert after dinner, your foot's turn black. Take care of the temple of the Holy Ghost. It's hard for God to use you when you don't even have the strength to do the thing he's asking you to do. Too tired to even do it because you're not taking care of the temple. Let that be just a general correction to anybody that may need to receive that. This is a year to take control of the temple of the Holy Ghost. Steward it wisely. God wants you to run long and strong, not be cut off short before your time or be a flash in the pan. So take care of this body. People wonder how, how guys like uh, T.L. Osborne lived so long, lived to almost 90 years old. He worked out every day. <laughs> Here's a man that was doing push-ups and sit-ups in his old age. A.A. Allen, though he died of something else, he was strong. His crew said when he would do those tent meetings, he'd fast and they'd wake up in the morning, he'd be on the edge of the tent doing pull-ups on the edge of the tent. Strong, take care of the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Steward our bodies as well. Believe God in 2024 for new strength. Number four, 
Every one of us needs to believe God for this. New doors to open. New doors of opportunity. It's not going to be the same old thing and same old thing and same old thing and same old thing. New doors are opening up for you. New doors are opening up for you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. New doors in the Holy Ghost. New doors. Favor with God and men. Things are coming available to you that have never been available to you before in the history of your life. I was telling somebody the other day, they said they were giving me a testimony about something that happened with their business. It's the biggest thing they'd ever done. I said, this will end up being the smallest thing you've ever done by the time you're finished. Wasn't long after that, they got a call. Oh my goodness, look at this. This is happening. This is going to be about maybe five times larger than what I did. This is going to be double. Yeah, because you'll get new doors open to you. God will do new things in you. It's not going to be the same old, same old, same old. The kingdom of God is based on increase, never-ending increase. First the blade, then the ear, then the full corn on the ear. God does things at a higher level each time. So get ready. Hey, Jill, get ready. You and Nathan, get ready. God does it at a higher level. And you're going higher in 2024 because new doors are opening unto you in Jesus' name. Let me read you what Paul the Apostle said in 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 19. Or excuse me. I put down the wrong reference. I put the wrong reference down. Let me look it up for you so you can get the exact reference and put it in your notes. Paul said, sorry, it's 1 Corinthians 6, 9, not 19. And that is what I wrote down. 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Listen to Paul's words. He said, or do you not know? Did I screw it up again? Yes, I did. 16, 9. Come on. I don't know what your problem is. Get it right. (laughs) There you go. Edit it up. 1 Corinthians 16, 9. There we go. Paul wrote and said this. Let me go back to verse 8. I will stay in Ephesus until Pentecost. Why? Verse 9. For a wide door for effective work has opened to me. And there there are many adversaries. One translation says, a wide door of opportunity has opened unto me, though many oppose me. And can I give you a word that's going to strengthen you tonight? It does not matter how many people try to oppose what God's called you to do. If God opened the door of opportunity unto you, then guess what? No man or woman can close it. No demon can close it. The devil himself can't close that door of opportunity. Did you know the Bible says Jesus, Revelation chapter 3, Jesus holds the key of David in his hand. And the Bible says when he opens a door, no one can shut it. And when he closes a door, no one can open it. So let me tell you, both of those are powerful. When God opens a door and when he closes a door. I always give the example because, you know, people are believing for open doors. What about Noah? Noah needed a closed door. Built the ark, got on it with his family, but he could not close the door, so God shut it. God closed him. It wasn't into a prison. It was into his blessing. It was into his protection. It was into his covenant. 
God closed the door. Sometimes God's shutting doors to keep every wicked thing out of your house. Sometimes God's closing doors to keep sickness out, to keep strife out, to keep problems out, brokenness out, calamity out. He's keeping things out of your ark, out of your covenant. So I'm not just believing for God to open doors in 2024. I'm believing God to shut some doors. The devil will not have access to any area of our lives in 2024 in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. And then he's opening doors that no man and no demon can shut. And when God does, we will run through with momentum. Hallelujah. We will run through with momentum into those open doors. Didn't matter that Paul had adversaries. He was doing the work of God. He was doing the work of God. God opened it. Doors of opportunity are opened up. You know what God did for the children of Israel? They looked like their backs were against a wall. Pharaoh and Pharaoh's army were coming to take them back into slavery. And then God created a door of opportunity where one didn't even exist. Take that for yourself tonight. God's getting ready to open doors of opportunity for you that don't even yet exist. Things that don't even yet exist are opening up to you in Jesus' name. Do you know what's powerful? Is when you're in the perfect will of God, you don't have to go run around, move all over the United States to find an opportunity. Even if there's nothing available for others, God will make it available for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I was talking to somebody. They said, um, listen to what's happening. It's somebody that, that sells boats. And they said, you know, they, I sold a boat. People were so impressed with it that there's from far away, they're sending a boat for me to sell, for our company to sell. They're spending an extra $300,000 just to transport the boat so that we can sell it. That doesn't even make sense. That doesn't even make sense. But um, what I'm showing you is when God opens a door, listen to me, it, you, you don't have to run all over to get opportunities. God will make the opportunities happen for you right where you are in his will without having to run all over the place. Because he opens the doors. He opens the doors. And new doors are opening unto you this year in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing on that. I feel the Holy Ghost on that tonight. New doors are opening up to you by the power of the Holy Ghost this year in Jesus' name. Things you've never had, places you've never been, things you've never done, it's opening quickly in Jesus' mighty name. Get ready for it. Doors are opening up. Whew. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And finally, number five, what do I need to believe God for in 2024? New provision in Jesus' name. Believe God for new provision. Let me just say this to you, and it'll help you. It'll help you, especially if there's anybody that pushes back at you and says, well, you know, you you guys and you, you people of the, the Victory Tribe, we've had this already accusations against miracle word church oh you guys are all about you know talking about money all the time you're all you talk about is the increase and in provision let me tell you if you're not interested in the provision of god if you're not interested in the increase of god you're not interested in helping people because you can't do anything to impact your generation if you don't have the resources to do it we need god's provision because we have a purpose 
Write that in your notes. Write that in the comments section. I need God's provision because I have God's purpose. Amen, Kim. She said, I'm believing for 50000 for my business. Amen. Believing with you. I need God's provision because I have God's purpose. Well, I've got enough. I've got enough for me, brother. You know, I've, all my needs are met. It's not about your needs. Can we get beyond our needs? Can we open our eyes and look beyond what's needed and look to the things we want to accomplish? It's not about what we need. It's not a miracle that the electric bill's paid. It's not a miracle that you can go grocery shopping. It's not a miracle that you can keep the lights on and that you can get, that's not a miracle. That's just your needs. It's not a miracle that you can clothe your children. Look beyond needs. Most Christians never get beyond natural needs. You have to get beyond it. How am I going to help other people? How am I going to accomplish this purpose if I'm just focused on needs? Food, water, shelter, clothing. It's like, come on, dude. Go, go beyond that. Go beyond that. Get a bigger vision for what God's going to have you do. Get a bigger vision. It's not just about me. It's about those he's sending me to. And I'm going to impact my generation. I'm going to preach the gospel. Uh, you know, I've made my mind up. And then the Lord, look how the Lord opens the doors. And then this year, we're on, the, we're on television now. This didn't happen before this last year. Can I tell you how God did it in, in uh, 2023? Our year of transformation. Our staff can tell you, I was on TV, but it was sporadic. It was like once a week. Now, in 2023, God opened the doors. We are now on television every single day of the week. And, and now we're on television over a hundred nations of the world. And as of this last year, we now have a broadcast that covers all of the United States of America, 14 million homes, almost 14 million. We're on an 85 plus million homes in Africa. We're on an 18 point something million homes in the UK. God has opened the doors. I did not open them. God opened them and then gave us the provision. We've not felt it once. We've not felt it once. I've never had to wonder how we're going to pay television bills. God just provides it. He provides it. He has a purpose. Go beyond your needs. Go beyond your needs. Get beyond this thing that people preach, oh, you're just greedy. That's materialistic. It's not greed and it's not materialism. It's not greed and it's not materialism. I have something to accomplish and I'm going after it. How is it that there are people uh, that are not even saved, but you watch them online and they're, you know, how can you listen to a Grant Cardone? Uh, uh, how can you listen to a Tony Robbins? How can you listen to a Gary Vaynerchuk? And they have more of a drive to accomplish their purpose than Christians do. How can that, how can that be? How can you stand in front of a to Tony Robbins who's not even saved and him look at you and say, you got to accomplish your purpose and you got, you got to get the resources together. You're going to do, you're going to do what you're supposed to be doing. You're called to do. You're going to accomplish your, it's like, how can he understand it? How can a Gary Vaynerchuk understand it? How can a Grant Cardone understand it? And then there's preachers standing in the pulpit, people preaching that greedy message, people preaching that. And, and you got guys that don't even have the Holy ghost that understand the principle. It's insane to me. 
I'm not getting caught up with these knob jobs that sit around. They don't even understand the nature, character of God or the purpose that we have. And they're so scared to talk about it and they're so scared to preach about it. That will never be our story in Jesus' name. It's never going to be our story. Yeah, look at that. Raquel said when they were stationed, her and Curtis were stationed in Germany, they saw our broadcast. Praise the Lord. And God opened the doors. I didn't open them. God opened it. God opened it. And God continues to open doors. And this is going to be our year of open doors. But get this, a year of new provision. Put it in the comments, please. Put it in your notes, please. This is going to be my year of new provision in Jesus' name. That's number five. And I want you to get it in your spirit because you're not staying at the same level. Forget decrease. You're not decreasing. Part of the blessing, the Bible says, we only go up, we don't go down. We will only go up, we don't go down. So not only are we not decreasing, we are not maintaining. We're not staying on the same path. In the name of Jesus, we're not staying on the same path. That's it, Ben. That's it, Melanie. This is my year of new provision. In the name of Jesus Christ, this is my year of new provision in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And you're going to have it. But can I tell you, I know this is the family. We're talking to the family. So I got mature people in front of me tonight. I can tell you this. You know what that means? If it's going to be your year of new provision, then what's going to happen is it's going to be your year of larger seeds. Hallelujah. I receive it in Jesus' name. I receive it in Jesus' name. This is going to be my year of larger seeds. You know one of the things that happens when you're under open heavens? What does the Bible say God does? He gives seed to the sower. He gives seed to the sower. Put it in the comments then. This is my year of larger seeds. Glory to God. I feel like dancing. I feel like shouting. This is going to be my year of larger seeds. Why? I'm going to sow seeds like I've never sown because I've got provision coming that I've never had in Jesus' name. I've got provision coming that I've never had. You've got provision coming that you've never had. This is your year. <laughs> Hallelujah. Of larger seeds and new provision. He gives seed to the sower. All you got to do with God is identify yourself as a sower and then you're qualified because he gives seed to the sower. All he has to know is that you've got a heart to sow. When he finds sowers, he fills their hands with seed. Man, get that. When God identifies and locates sowers, he fills their hand with seed. And that seed is so powerful because it produces in like manner. That's why the Bible says whatsoever a man sows is what he'll reap. If I sow apple seeds, I'm getting apple trees and apple harvests. Orange seeds, orange trees, orange harvests. Hallelujah. If you got cats getting together, you got baby kittens coming. If you got dogs get together, you got puppies coming because a seed reproduces after its own kind. Sow the seeds you want to see. If you need a financial increase is what we're talking about here. New provision, financial seeds are going in the ground and I've got the largest seeds that I have coming to me this year. They're going in the ground. I vow to God. 
I vowed to him long ago. Because here's one of the things that you have to do. I'll give you a secret. You have to identify your seeds. Identify them. Not everything's for you. Glory to God. Look, when you have something come into you, remember, a portion of it's a harvest, a portion of it's to consume, and a portion of it's to give back to God. He gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. There's a portion that's bread for you to eat. There's a portion that's a supernatural harvest to do the work you're called to do, and there's a portion that goes back to God. Got to identify it. Sometimes a thing will come into your hand. For example, I think Miss Nancy's watching tonight. It's early where she's at. Must be four in the morning over there if she's watching. She was believing for an increase to sow towards the new building, Project David. She's walking on the street and sees all those kroner on the ground. What was it, 10,000 kroner? 10,000 kroner on the ground which was enough for her to sow the $1,000 seed that she was believing to sow. He gives seed to the sower. Now, you can't look at that and say, wow, I found 10,000 kroner. I'm going on a shopping spree. That's not what you found. You were believing for a seed. God gave you a seed. Somebody wrote us before the crossover seed at New Year's Eve, and they said our desire was to sow $10,000 for the crossover seed. We had 5,000 to give. We were going to pledge the other 5,000 until we had it available to give. They got home that week In their mailbox was a check from a company that she hasn't worked for in 20 years, since 2003. And they sent a check. When she opened it up, there's the additional $5,000 from a company she hasn't worked for in 20 years. Why? Because God gives seed to the sower. Identify it. If you go to the the mailbox and open up a check and say, wow, look at that, $5,000. I'm going to go out and get some jewelry. That's not what it's for. Identify your seed when it comes. I gave a Rolex to a guy one time. I was at an altar. And he said, uh, man, that's a beautiful uh, watch you got on. I heard the Lord say, give it to him. I took the Rolex off my arm and I gave it to him. I said, it's for you. He said, wow, are you serious? I said, yeah. He said, wow, thank you. He took it. He told me later, he said, brother Ted, he said, I knew the moment you gave me that watch, that it wasn't for me, it was a seed for me to sow into a pastor that I knew. Well, look at that. He was able by the Holy Ghost to identify that that thing that came off my wrist and went on his wrist wasn't even for him. God was putting seed in his hand. Hallelujah. God was putting seed in his hand. Identify when something comes to you, no, is this for me or is this a seed God's given me? Be discerning. Not everything's to consume. So I vowed to God a long time ago, I refuse to consume my seed. That's why some people don't have harvests. They consume all the seed. They eat it up. They eat it up. They eat it up. I consume all the seed. And so they don't have anything to plant and they don't have harvests. It's not everything's for me. The first portion's for God. The first portion's for God. That's why we take the beginning of the year right at New Year's Eve, to sow that crossover seed so that the first thing we're doing going into that new year is giving something to God. Setting the precedent, this is a God first year. Hallelujah, this is a God first year in Jesus' name. Receive this tonight. Receive this tonight. Number one, believe God in 2024 for new hunger. 
Number two, believing for new revelation. Number three, believing for new strength. Number four, believing for new doors to open. Number five, new provision is coming to you in the name of Jesus Christ, which means new seeds are coming into your hand by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God is doing something supernatural with the Victory Tribe, with Miracle Word Church. This is our year of open heavens. This is our year of open heavens. Now listen, I got some things to share with you. I got some things to tell you, some announcements. But before I do that, I feel the anointing to pray right now. There's people that needed prayer, people believing for miracles. I want you to join your faith with me right now and believe God for turnarounds, quick turnarounds in your life. Come on, let's pray. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for what you've already accomplished in seven days of fasting and prayer. Thank you for the things that have opened up for us already. But I thank you that in these final two weeks of this fast, that we're gonna see unprecedented things take place in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you that you would heal those that are sick. I saw one person writing in, I'm in pain, I'm hurting, would you pray for me? Lord, let healing virtue flow through his body right now Make him whole in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, that everything that the devil planned to be our destruction, to be our ruin, it'll turn around and work in our favor in the mighty name of Jesus. All things work together for good for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. And so tonight we thank you. Things are turning in our favor, turning for our good. And we give you thanks for that. We give you praise for that in Jesus' name. Right now I ask you, that you would begin to strengthen your people. Lord, the things that we are believing for tonight, we pray for. Number one, I'm praying for the Victory Tribe. I'm praying for Miracle Word Church, that you would put a new hunger on us in 2024. Give us a new hunger for your presence, your power, your spirit, your word, souls, for holiness, a new hunger. Let it burn in our hearts. Lord, we will not grow cold. That is not who we are. That's never who we'll be. So Lord, let a new hunger uh, burst forth within us. Let a new fire fill our spirits. Father, let us put it into overdrive in 2024. We refuse to be on cruise control. We're not coasting through life. We're pressing in. Pedal to the metal in the Holy Spirit. Give us a new hunger and a new fire in Jesus' wonderful name. We thank you for that. Lord, I pray you give every one of us new revelation of your word, a spirit of wisdom and revelation. I pray you give us uh, a spirit, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened. Let us see things about your word and in your word that we've never seen before. Take us higher for the truth sets us free. So take us higher, Lord, in Jesus' name. The words that you give us are spirit and they are life. And so tonight we receive new spiritual life by the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, give us a new strength in Jesus' name. We refuse to grow weary in well-doing. We are waiting on you, and as a result, we'll renew our strength. We'll mount up with wings like eagles. We'll run and not grow weary. We'll walk and not faint in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let the same strength come on us that came upon the prophet Elijah, and we'll run. We will outrun every enemy of our soul in 2024 in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray, let new doors open up swiftly. 
in the name of Jesus, opportunities, new job opportunities, new opportunities to see souls saved, new ministry opportunities, Lord, new uh, opportunities for multiple streams of income. Let doors open by your power and do what nobody else can do in Jesus' name. And then finally, Lord, new provision. I thank you that you've got a plan to bless your children in 2024. We expect the provision to come in from every direction. We will overflow. We only go up. We do not go down in the name of Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, we thank you that never-ending increase is our story. In Jesus' mighty name, we give you honor and glory and praise for what you're doing. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we say amen. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.